Hey team, this is Grant Collins, and welcome to the Basement Philanthropy Podcast, a podcast for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create good with their money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the secret sauce of microphilanthropy, which is intention. So let's get started. There has been a question that has been on my mind since I began Basement Philanthropy, and I really didn't have a great answer to that question until about two weeks ago, which is really fun for me because you're going to be hearing me growing and building this skill set of microphilanthropy right alongside yourself. Now, the question was, what makes microphilanthropy different than the random acts of charity or service that we are involved with in our lives on a weekly or a monthly basis. And as I thought about that question, what came to my mind was this. Microphilanthropy is intentional. And what I mean by intention or intentional is a focused or planned approach to a certain area. When you think about the random acts of charity and service that we're involved with, they are normally reactionary. We see a homeless man with a sign that says, I need help. Can I have some money? Or somebody knocks on our door and asks us to give to a certain charity or fund that's happening in our neighborhood or state. And the problem with reactionary scenarios is that we really can't create. We really don't have a lot of opportunity to get involved and to be intentional. And so about two weeks ago, I launched this podcast and I did it in my basement with about 40 of my friends. For those of you who are not watching the video, my basement is about 700 square feet. And so we fit 40 people in here. It was insane. I'll post a video of that later on. But what this whole thing was about was introducing my community to what I'm involved with. But my favorite part of that event was not me talking. It was actually a couple of my friends who were involved or who have been involved with this space since I, since I started promoting it, uh, them sharing their experience around a course that I developed to introduce people to microphilanthropy. Basically, you can think of this course as putting some intention behind people's giving and giving them a first experience in the space. So I want to share with you what my friends talked about because I don't want you to think that microphilanthropy is by any means my space. I'm simply just a contributor, and so it's going to be really useful for you to hear from a bunch of different people's perspective. And as you listen to these three individuals, I want you to listen specifically for how intention has started to change the way that they are giving in their lives. So let's get to it. Wow, what an honor. Okay, so um, when I was thinking about the people that I can touch when I was thinking of different philanthropy projects, um, I was kind of overwhelmed with what I could do. And the thought that came in my mind was, okay, Julia, like 
what value is there in changing the world if the people around you are falling apart and you're not noticing? And so I was really wanting to focus on my realm of influence, what Grant was talking about in his videos. And I do home health physical therapy, and so I work with geriatrics. A lot of widows, a lot of people who are lonely, who are depressed, and um, they, they truly cannot do what they used to do. And when I do physical therapy with them, I love getting to, getting to get to know them and hearing their story, and they're so sad about losing their strength, the fact that they can only walk 30 feet and feeling like they're going to fall over and um, and just hearing their talents and hearing the things that they've accomplished. And I was inspired to to bring some of that those things that brought them so much joy in the past back into their lives. And so uh, I'll give this example. One of my patients, she was a huge gardener. She planted so many flowers and vegetables and fruits and all this stuff. And um, she now is wheelchair bound and can only walk, you know, just a little bit before she feels like she's going to fall over and she's so weak. And um, she said, man, spring used to be my favorite season and now it's my least favorite season. And I said, why? And she said, I can't garden anymore. And that was my only passion in life. And now I'm just here in my wheelchair and alone in my house and my husband died and I was just like uh, trying not I was trying to be professional and not cry with her but um I felt like okay this is my opportunity to put my philanthropy in play and so I went to the I asked her what her favorite flowers were that she grew and I went to the store and bought um little pots and seeds of different flowers and I brought it over to her for our next um physical therapy uh, session and I said you know even though you can't uh, plant your garden this um, spring in your yard you can plant your little garden in your little home and she started crying and I started crying and I was in that moment bitten by the philanthropy bug I was like okay like who can I like work on next and um, this week I um, am working with a lot of widows and so I want to make this like my Mother's Day week and ask them about like what favorite chocolates or flowers they loved receiving on Mother's Day and I'm doing it a week after so that you know to kind of catch them off guard um, and so this has just touched my life so much because I have grown such a deep love for my patients where I wake up in the morning excited to go to work because I get to learn about who my patients are and how I can bring back joy into their lives and so this has just been a huge blessing for me and I can't wait to continue to, to work on it. So awesome. All right. So, uh, my name is Alex. Um, I've been a good friend of grants for about a year now. I'll do the pickleball. Um, and I've had the incredible opportunity to work alongside grant as well. Uh, we worked together, um, at nimble and, I think I was fortunate enough to be the first person to go through the course um, and actually try to put it into practice. So I feel very, very uh, blessed and, and humbled to be up here and for him to have asked me. But um, my, my experience with philanthropy in, in, in this context um, basically revolved around the idea of being strapped for cash. Um, when this was, when Grant first approached me about this whole thing, I was in the process of buying a house. And so understandably, I didn't have a lot of uh, discretionary income available to me. 
But the message of that Grant really kind of pounded home uh, tonight was the idea of mattering and the idea that no matter how little you have to offer, it's it's enough. And so the way that I uh, approach this um, be- between you know all the business that I found myself in with with the whole process was uh, one thing that I could do was I oftentimes go out to eat and Grant actually touched on this as well. Um, and so I was able to go out to a restaurant um, when I was on vacation with um, uh, with a few friends and um, I was able to leave a very generous tip for somebody. I had no idea, I have no idea um, um, anything else about this that person necessarily, um, but I I felt a kind of renewed sense of of mattering um, in, in a very small way. Like it's not, it wasn't a very big thing um, in, in the grand scheme of things, but it was it was enough to be um, impactful for me and kind of hit me with that philanthropy bug. And and since then, I've I've looked for other ways to to be more involved with um, with my philanthropy. Uh, one way that I actually told you about Grant is I looked into uh, contributing a, a donation to um, charities to that uh, uh, build water wells um, down in Africa. And I, I've dis- decided to subscribe to this uh, this organization and I've given a very small amount of money in the grand scheme of things, but I've been able to help one kid in Africa. And um, there's a picture of him on the site and that just imbues me with such a sense of um, uh, fulfillment. And um, so I just want to just give a huge thanks to Grant for his his passion. I mean, it, his passion here is palpable. I think we all can see that, and it really does just stick to you. Um, sticks like mud in, in the best way, right? So, um, yeah, that's been my experience, and uh, just want to give the grant a big thanks. So, thanks, man. Hi, guys. My name's Emily. Um, I've known Grant for a couple of years, and I am super excited to be here and share a little bit about my experience with microphilanthropy. Um, As I was taking the course and have been in different conversations with Grant about this concept, um, I've had the opportunity to reflect on my own giving and what that looks like in my life. Um, And I have this recurring experience that maybe some of you have had before, but I will be like at a Maverick buying my soda and they're like, hey, do you want to donate to these children in Africa? It's like 46 cents. I'm like, no, I'm good. I like pay a lot of money in my own personal life. And so I press no. Um, and then I walk away and I'm like, you know what? I do give a lot. Like I pay money to my church. Like I'm doing pretty good, you guys. And I give myself a little pat on the back. Um, and then it happens again and again. And I fall into this like good girl fallacy of like, if I give a little bit, um, then I'm good. And how ironic that is that we give ourselves free passes to give a certain amount and then not anymore. And so I begin to realize that if I really want to have control over my finances, over my life, then I can begin to view money as something that's not mine and something that can create good in my life. And so I've had the opportunity to set goals and actually budget out like what I want giving to look like in my life. And I began to realize that the closer the giving and the charity is to me, the more impact that I feel. And while there's nothing wrong with writing a check somewhere. Um, If I can Venmo someone money for groceries or like tip extra or pay for someone behind me in line, I am on a high for like the rest of the day and my problems uh, start to become non-existent. And with the giving that I'm doing, I start to care less about myself and more about other people around me. 
And so I have just developed a great love for viewing money as something that can be created for good and isn't something that I am tied to and have a love for in my life. So I'm super grateful for the course and the things that I've learned and would highly encourage you to do that. Um, it's about 45 minutes and will really help you to just nail down like what you want to do with it and who you want to be. And so I've committed to developing a habit of giving in my life and I've already seen like the awesome results of that and I'm excited to continue forward and, and see what it, good it can do in my life. So thanks. Woo, man, I get so excited when other people share about their experience with microphilanthropy. And what I love the most about what Julia, Alex, and Emily spoke about was how bringing intention into their giving created something different in their lives. Julia, who is this physical therapy assistant and works in people's homes, now has something that gets her up in the morning to do her job better and to be more fulfilled within that. Because Alex gave what he had, not only did he give to the waiter or waitress that he was able to serve, but it caused him to want to give more. And so he found other ways to get involved. And then there is Emily, who, because of the course, felt like she could give more and do it in a more personal and up-close way. I just love that that is what intention does when we put it in different areas of our life, but specifically when we do it in our giving. And the course that they're referring to that I talked about before we listened to my friends is only 40 minutes long. It's free, and it walks you through your first or a experience to have in microphilanthropy through the lens of a single paycheck. And then there's help and support to be able to create a project that you can be involved with within your own community. So if you're interested in taking the course, you can do that for free. And the link to that is in the description of this podcast and every other podcast that we've put out so far and it's all over my LinkedIn page and Instagram. So if you want to find it in any one of those three areas, you can to level up your giving and make it a little bit more intentional. Intention really does create a secret sauce that would blow anything from Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, or Raising Cane's out of the water in terms of how good it tastes when you're involved with that type of giving. Well, team, that's it for me. Let's go out into the world and create good with the money in our pockets together. Talk soon. <laughs>